Hey guys, welcome to episode two of Blunt Phone Mama Podcast. I am your host, Shanitria, also known as creator of Blunt Boy Mama. Also, you could say I am Blunt Boy Mama. <laughs> and I'm back to share more of your stories and talk about all things um, parenting, motherhood, and cannabis. So let's just get into it. I know I last episode I told you guys a little bit about myself and why I wanted to do this and um I just want to tell the stories of women who smoke weed and put a face to it and help end the stigma against um moms who smoke weed because that's just not fair like we have to take care of ourselves and fortunately a lot of um my followers on Instagram uh they agree they you know they're very much like hey like I smoke weed, I have three kids or two kids or one kid or I just had a baby two weeks ago or I'm currently pregnant and I smoke weed or I'm using cannabis and I'm doing great. I feel fine. Everyone in my life supportive, my doctor supportive and those kinds of things are really important to have those resources to have a supportive family or partner at least um, to have a supportive doctor and to live in a state where it's illegal and so you don't really have to have as many concerns about CPS, you know, have, have to be at a hospital that knows you're using cannabis and or smoking weed and that, you know, or whatever you're doing, dabbing, taking edibles or whatever. And they're cool with it. And that's the best situation to be in. But unfortunately, a lot of women don't have that support. And that's what leaves them in predicaments. You know, they're using cannabis and they don't know what to do. They're hiding it from everyone. They feel horrible and nobody should have to hide any part of themselves in their lives, especially when you're pregnant. Like, you just don't need that added stress. Like you're already going through so many changes. Um, your body is just like not your body. You have an alien growing inside of you. <laughs> Everybody's always talking about how great you look and how you're glowing, whatever. You just want to smoke a joint <laughs> to unwind and relax. And I say you are deserving of that joint as long as you're responsible. Specifically, I smoked joints in my first trimester, but I never smoked like a whole joint. So I didn't feel comfortable with like getting high per se. So I immediately started like uh, lowering my use um, and kind of using it on a need to basis as medicine you know I have really bad cramps so you kind of cramp a little bit in your first trimester because your uterus is expanding so you know I have cramps or whatever so I may smoke like half a joint or I just feel like a crazy fucking mad woman snapping on everybody you know like angry one second irritable the next second and angry again and then like feeling like I'm gonna cry just a fucking emotional roller coaster because of all those damn pregnancy hormones. And I had to smoke. I had to smoke. I had to, or I would have went insane. Like it was getting dark for a minute. And I didn't want to be just like a horrible person. And you know, there's some people like, oh, pregnancy is the best time of my life. And I feel so good. And I never was that person. Um, well, my first pregnancy, I wasn't that person. And so this time around, I was like, well, maybe if I smoke weed, I will enjoy my pregnancy more. Like, maybe if I use cannabis, I'll enjoy it. And I did. 1,100%. It was way better, even though I did have, like, some issues with the end of my pregnancy. Like, nothing emergency or serious, but just, like, little annoying issues. And, like, I had strep. <laughs> I won't tell you where, but it was not fun. And I, like, couldn't move for a really long time. and. 
I was in pain and I could barely walk and it was horrible. And I was like eight months pregnant at the time. And this was recently back in November. So around the holidays. Luckily, I think that was like my second or like a little bit into my third trimester. But before that, my second trimester, I vaped using oil concentrate, oil cartridges, basically. Um, it was THC and got me good. You know, Jack Hair, one of my favorite strains. <laughs> and um, I definitely used that in a vape form. So I did that and it helped tremendously. I just didn't feel comfortable with like actual smoke from like smoking a joint. You know, I just felt like that smoke inhalation probably wasn't going to be good for me at this point. So I decided to go, okay, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to just vape instead because that's just much better. So I did that, and in my third trimester, I just did, uh, like, topicals here and there, CBD topicals. I had, like, a face mask, and uh, there are these little drops that my partner got me that I use sometimes, and that's pretty much it, but towards the end, of, I was just so pregnant. I was so big. My stomach was huge. I was ready to go. Um, <laughs> like, I was ready to have this baby. I was just so pregnant I didn't really have the mindset or like just I couldn't physically get myself to just use any kind of canvas I barely put on lotion most days like I was just so I couldn't shave like it was just an, I was a mess I was just ready to have this baby so that was really the reason and there were no physical complications really yet. so it was just me just really just not doing anything for myself because I just wanted to have the baby and it was a good experience my baby was nine pounds everything was good I'm good and I would actually probably maybe do that again. I don't know. But um, just that's saying all that is to say that not everyone's like me. Not everyone's like a lot of these other women. And some women don't have the resources. Some women don't have people to talk to. Some people think they're alone and think that they're a bad person or what have you for wanting to smoke weed or being pregnant and being someone who used to smoke weed. So one of you guys sent me a message on Instagram and it really resonated with me and I didn't have a chance to reply. I read it and I was just like, you know, this will be absolutely perfect for the podcast. It would be so good for the podcast because this is one of the more common question scenarios I get often. It's something I think would resonate with a lot of people. And I won't say um, her name. I won't say, you know, any details about her. I'm just going to read the question. Or, I mean, it's not, it's, I'll just read the message. <laughs> and then I can get into kind of answering it and breaking it down because she brings up kind of four good points or um, questions within this message that I really want to address. And yeah, so here it is. She says, I'd wanted to inbox you because I had a question. I've been doing research on smoking weed during pregnancy. My cousin actually referred me to your page. And I'm currently 17 weeks pregnant and I've been slowing down on smoking weed, but I haven't stopped because I've been doing it for so long. My body is dependent on it. To an extent, I plan on breastfeeding, but I don't want my child to come out addicted to weed. And I'm not sure if you used while you were pregnant, but it worries me, especially with the breastfeeding part. Any advice on what to do? <sighs> well, 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 you are not alone. Um, your concerns are valid. They're very real. And I'm not going to lie. I had similar concerns. 
my first pregnancy, I did not smoke weed. I had stopped smoking weed. So I was just like, I don't want anything to happen to the baby. And, you know, I was so scared and, and nervous. And as a result, my pregnancy was the worst experience for me. I was a hormonal mess. I felt like I was in an alien's body. I wasn't myself. I was out of my mind. I was snapping. I was hormonal. It was, it was a horrible experience. And after I had my child, I said, if I ever, 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 ever get pregnant again, I am not abandoning weed because it hit me. It's like, wait, weed is what balances me. Anxiety, it's when I'm feeling stressed. It's when I'm angry or feeling irrational or just need some sort of something to either help take the edge off or something, you know, weed helps take the edge off. It helps me calm down, you know, or go to sleep or whatever I might need. And I was depriving myself of that because society told me it was wrong as a pregnant woman to use cannabis, to use weed. But this time around, I was like, fuck that. I'm not, I'm not going for that. So her message brings up four big questions that I think are quite common. One is, can you become addicted to weed or dependent on marijuana? And I'm going to come out and say, hell no. <laughs> That's my that's my answer to that. I think it's bullshit when people are like, oh, you're going to be addicted to weed. I think that's the craziest fucking thing ever. This is not a pharmaceutical. Um, it's a plant. There's nothing in cannabis that can make you addicted to it. That's my opinion. According to the CDC, 4.3% of Americans have been dependent on marijuana as defined in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, 4th edition, text revision, at some time in their lives. And marijuana produces dependence less readily than most other illicit drugs. Okay, so let's break that down. 4.3%. That is a very, very, very small percentage, okay? Like, microscopic. And that's the... That's the percent that, you know, people claim to be addicted to marijuana. And I think that's such a small number, but, you know, it's a number. I guess that means that it does happen, according to 4.3% of Americans. But they also noted that it produces less of a dependent. Marijuana has less. Marijuana dependence is less readily than other illicit drugs, meaning other drugs are more capable of eliciting a dependence and addiction than marijuana. All right, so CDC also says that the experience of dependence on marijuana tends to be less severe than that observed with cocaine, duh, opiates, duh, and alcohol, big duh. <laughs> on average, individuals with marijuana dependence meet fewer DSM, that's um, Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, Dependence criteria. The withdrawal experience is not as dramatic and the severity of the associated consequences is not as extreme. I mean, I can go on and on. They have more stuff about, you know, how marijuana costs less and, you know, which means that people use it daily and there are less consequences for quitting it and so on and so forth. I mean, whatever. Essentially, in a very roundabout, big wordy way, they're saying that, guess what? Chances are there is a chance that you could become dependent or addicted, quote, unquote. I'm putting big ass quotes around that. 
to lead with. <laughs> They're very minuscule, like very small, 4.3% small. So take that information with it, which you may, and do what you want with it. But I'm just going to say that becoming addicted to weed is baloney, is BS. I do think that addiction and dependence are two different things in a way, because you can't, I see addiction as something where you need treatment, where you need to go to rehab, where you need to seek counseling, professional help. I see the dependence as, you know, a crutch. You know, I haven't thought about it too much, but I'm just going to speak what I'm thinking as it comes to mind. And I, I want to say that being dependent on weed is something where I think that it's one of those things where you become dependent as in, oh, I had a bad day. I'm going to smoke some weed or just like I had a bad day and I'm going to have a glass of wine. You're just dependent on that in a routine kind of way. But I don't know. You know, I still just have a hard time kind of framing weed in that light. I just I don't see it. And that's only because that comes from my own personal experiences, why I'm not able to see it in that light. So I'm just going to tell you, friend, no, you can't get addicted to it. (laughs) And, And then she goes on to say, you know, can your child become addicted to weed if the mom is breastfeeding and smokes it? I'm just going to I'm not a medical professional. So, you know, everything I say, kind of take it for a grain of salt. I'm only speaking from my own personal experiences and things that I have read. And I will probably definitely have an expert on later episodes to talk about this more. But I'm just going to say, hey, no. I'm saying that because (laughs) I'm speaking from my own personal experience. I'm speaking with the caveat that you should always be mindful of your state's laws and the rules of the hospital where you give birth and that you should, you know, talk to your family, your spouse, you know, or partner um, about how they feel about you breastfeeding, breastfeeding your child and using cannabis. But at the end of the day, it's your body and it's your child. Do what you may. But I will say that I am currently breastfeeding and I am feeling great. (laughs) And my baby's fine. My baby's not a weed head, if that's... (laughs) I hate that term, but like that's not what he's not addicted to weed because I'm consuming cannabis and smoking joints while breastfeeding him and everything's peachy fucking keen on this end. So I'm gonna say, girl, no, you cannot be addicted to weed and you cannot pass on a weed addiction to your child through your breast milk. I can see how you could probably think that because again, like the rhetoric in our communities and especially in black and brown communities around cannabis and it's not the best like we don't have the best rhetoric we're not saying positive things we're condemning women for wanting to take care of themselves with this plant while they are pregnant or breastfeeding um you know it's i mean just being a black woman who's breastfeeding is almost a radical act in some ways just because there's so many people in society saying that, you know, black women shouldn't breastfeed or black women don't breastfeed or not enough black women breastfeed. And it's like, yeah, we do. And we're smoking weed. And what you gonna do about it? <laughs> like, you know, I just say fuck all these people and trying to police women's bodies. But, you know, that's like a whole nother conversation. I'm just going to say, sis, look, you're good. You're fine. But again, consult with your doctors, consult with your partner, and then just check in with yourself and really, you know, think to yourself, is this something that I want to do? Is this something that I feel comfortable with? That's what I did. And at the end of the day, I realized that 
I'm no good to anybody if mentally and emotionally and spiritually I'm not where I need to be. And I wasn't where I needed to be without cannabis. I would be somewhere in the corner with crazy baby who's depressed right now, not recording this podcast, thinking about it and be like, man, I really wish I could do a podcast, but I'm just in such a depressive funk. I can't drop this floor. I can't get out of this corner. And cannabis pulls me up. It lifts me up. It gets me thinking. It helps me stay creative and it makes me the best mom possible. And I'm able to enjoy every single moment with my kids and with my baby. And that's most important to me because they're only a baby once, you know, those 12 months, <laughs> it's only one year. They fly by. And next thing you know, you got this big kid who you have to chase everywhere to get in the picture and they don't want to be held as much and it's over. So, you know, whatever you can do to preserve your peace of mind so that you can enjoy this time, this moment with your baby, do it. That's my advice. So then she went on to kind of ask, you know, is it safe to use cannabis during pregnancy? That's a loaded fucking question, okay? Because depending on where you live, um, who you ask, and who's your doctor, and who's in your life, you're going to get different answers. You're going to get yes, you're going to get no, you're going to get maybe. and I don't know. It's up to you at the end of the day. It's your body. And again, be mindful of the laws in your state. Be mindful of your hospital and what kind of rules. Some hospitals will test um, the baby and you. And if you test positive for marijuana, you know, they can involve child protective services. They could say you can't breastfeed your child. They can do a lot of things. They can take your child away potentially. So you have to be mindful of those things. Luckily, I live in state of California and I gave birth in LA County and I didn't really have to deal with those things. I didn't deal with those things at all. I told a nurse, hey, I smoke weed and they were like, okay. <laughs> so I was lucky and that's, I don't think I ever mentioned it to my doctor, but I just never felt the need to just because this was my second child and I kind of knew the ins and outs of my pregnancy, like of being pregnant at that point and me smoking weed or consuming cannabis in the ways that I was consuming, I didn't feel the need to consult my doctor because I didn't feel that I was doing anything risky or unsafe for the health of me or my baby. But again, that's just my own personal experience. And every woman is different. You're going to make choices for different reasons. You know, I didn't have any illnesses, like I said before. I just needed it for my own personal self-care and sanity, which is (laughs) valid. It's very important too. So here's what the CDC says about using cannabis while pregnant. About 1 in 25 women in the U.S. reports using marijuana while pregnant. That is quite a lofty number. I like that number. And I think that is probably higher than that, but women are just scared to speak out about it and for good reasons, you know. Anyways, they go on to say, the chemicals in any form of marijuana may be bad for your baby. This includes edible marijuana products such as cookies, brownies, and candies. If you're using marijuana and are pregnant or planning to become pregnant, talk to your doctor. (laughs) I don't mean to sound sarcastic, but like for real, it sounds like a fucking ad. I mean, obviously, you're going to talk to your doctor, right? Obviously, you're going to talk to your doctor. (laughs) And it goes on to say, some research shows that using marijuana while you are pregnant can cause health problems. Some research shows that using marijuana while you're pregnant can cause health problems in newborns, including low birth weight and developmental problems. Okay, I'm just going to debunk that personally because I consumed cannabis while pregnant. And let me tell you something. 
my baby's birth weight was far from low. As a matter of fact, that baby came in being a whopping nine pounds and one ounce, 21 inches long. He came out screaming, kicking, almost punched a doctor in his, in her face. I'm not lying. <laughs> Strong baby with fingernails longer than mine. Like, and at this point, being almost three months old, he is, I mean, talking and he's so fat. He has rolls everywhere. And so I'm just saying that my baby came out just fine. And I read the stories sent in from you guys. Loads and loads of other women have said that their babies came out fine too. And their kids are continuing to thrive. And they're proud of their cannabis babies. That's what we call our babies who <laughs> are born to us cannabis using mom's cannabis babies. And they're they're doing well and they're prospering. And I encourage anyone to just go to Blonde Blonde Mama's website and check out the, these stories from these different women and their experiences with using weed and while pregnant and how it helped them and how their kids are doing just fine, mom and baby. And I think that so often people get so caught up. Like the world wants every woman to get pregnant as soon as you're in your twenties. Everybody wants to know when you're going to get pregnant. It's like, well, first, let me let me get in a, a healthy, solid relationship that lasts longer than two seconds, okay? <laughs> then once you get that relationship, everybody wants to get in your uterus. Everybody wants you to get pregnant. And it's like, you know, chill. Fall back. Let me live my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you going to pay for this baby? No. Are you going to carry this baby? No. So fall back. <laughs> All right. You finally get pregnant, right? When you're finally pregnant, then everybody wants to police your pregnancy. They want to tell you, oh, you're gaining too much weight. You're not gaining enough weight. Oh, you want to use cannabis? Don't use that. But let me put you on this pharmaceutical drug for your anxiety. Let me put you on this. It's like you're giving me pharmaceuticals and I can't use weed. And then you're going to judge me for taking using weed, you know, while I'm pregnant. But then you just beg me to get pregnant. And now you're telling me how to be pregnant. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I don't agree with all of that. And so it's just, you know, like, how do you want to conduct your pregnancy? You know, how do you want to take care of yourself during this time? Because nine months, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it's a long fucking time to be pregnant. Nine months is three months shy of a year. Okay. And that's just the part we actually have the human inside of you. Fourth trimester is very real. Let's add on another three months. You were pregnant for a year and it's tough. <laughs> it's tough because your body is going through it up, down, sideways, gaining weight, losing weight, hormones going up, hormones going down on a Tuesday, then coming right back up on Wednesday and then Saturday, you're back down. Like it's a fucking crazy ass ride. <laughs> and if mama wants to go, and puff on a little bit of ganja to feel better or drink the CBD tea or rub down with some, I don't know, oils with hemp and CBD in it or put some THC drops underneath her tongue, then by golly, you do that. <laughs> I do that. And I am great. I feel great. And my kids are so happy. I can't tell you how many times in a day, in a week, my daughter will, my oldest, she's four, 
to the self, Mama, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. And that, as a parent, is all you can ask for. And I know that she wouldn't be able to feel that joy and feel that happiness if I wasn't happy. You know, your kids, they feel what you're feeling, your energy. It's just like when you're at a job or or you're out with friends and somebody comes in the room and they have that negative energy and then immediately kind of starts to rub off on you. That's what kids are 10 times more sensitive to that kind of stuff. So if you're not taking care of yourself, they're going to know it. They're going to feel it. And you don't want that. You want your kid every day to be like, I'm so happy. And that's a great feeling. And when your kid tells you that, you want to be able to feel that happiness bounce off of them. And you want to feel it and you want to be happy too. And if ganja is your way of feeling that, then fuck it. You need to do it. And I'm not encouraging anyone to do something that they're not comfortable with. You know, I can't state enough how many times you should talk to a medical professional or, you know, at least your partner about this choice, this decision that you're going to make because it's a big one. And every woman's different. Every baby's different. Every pregnancy is different. You know, my pregnancy was complication free. And my first pregnancy was also complication free. And my daughter was nine pounds as well. So I knew this baby was going to be big. In my head, I had the research saying that low birth weight is, you know, a possibility for babies whose parents use um, cannabis and it didn't happen. And so that's all that I'm saying. You really just have to weigh the pros and cons yourself and think to yourself like, hey, is this something I want to do? Is this something I can do? Is this something that I, when I do it, I'm going to be able to sleep better at night? But at night because I'm doing it because I'm so worried about the decision. At the end of the day, no one can tell you what to do for your body. It's up to you. And I think that's the most important part of this and the most important piece of this because I can speak until I'm blue in the face telling people what cannabis meant for me as just as a woman and during my pregnancy and while I'm breastfeeding. But, you know, that's my personal experience and my story and my journey. And that may not resonate with someone else. But for those who it does and it gives them hope or just someone to back up the things that they're thinking i'm more than happy to be that girl i'm more than happy to stand up in the room and say hey i smoke weed and i have a baby at home i smoked weed when i was pregnant with him i'm doing it right now and i'm breastfeeding and we're all okay boom (laughs) what else you gonna do who gonna check me boo who gonna check me nobody because if you ain't paying the bills over in this house (laughs) Your opinion means shit. (laughs) That's just all that it is. It's hard. It's hard. It's a hard decision to make. And I'm with every single one of you ladies as you decide, you know, whether or not you want to use cannabis when you're pregnant. You just found out you're pregnant and you think you have to stop. Well, think about it. Think about why you use cannabis in the first place. And I'm not saying you need to completely stop. I'm not saying you need to keep smoking weed or using cannabis in the ways that you've been using it because I did kind of slow down my usage. I did kind of, you know, change how I used it because I knew that I was pregnant and, you know, I can't be like taking it to the head with a bong (laughs) every night. You know, I stopped using my bong. Um, I stopped dabbing because, you know, the THC levels and concentrates are just way too high for me to, for, personally, I felt too high for a pregnant woman to be consuming. 
Um, so, you know, I stuck to smoking like half a joint of like the lowest THC content possible strength of weed, you know, and kept it that way. And then, then use smoked, um, oh, burning heart, <laughs> vaped, <laughs> vaped oil carts. And again, a little puff here and there, but nothing intense. And CBD topicals and tinctures and, you know, kept it really simple, using it on a need as basis, treating a symptom, you know, it wasn't that much recreational activity with it because I knew that, you know, if I started thinking like that and then I'll get carried away and it's just like with alcohol, people say you shouldn't drink alcohol when you're pregnant. Well, it's like, look, I can't have the foods that I want to eat. I can't have any caffeine, you know, I can't see my fucking pussy. I can't, <laughs> you can't tie my own fucking shoes. What can I do besides be a fucking, I don't know, a carrier right now to this alien inside of me? You need something. You need something. You're human. Like, and especially if you're still working, you still have different day-to-day interactions with people in your life and shit pops off and you need ways to decompress. And so, yeah, just like how you adjust your alcohol usage when pregnant from, you know, two or three glasses a night, maybe to one or two sips a night. (laughs) (laughs) or one glass a month or something, you know, where you just really, not alcohol, guys. I think I said wine. If I didn't say alcohol, I meant wine. I am not encouraging people to get wasted while they're drunk. No. I mean, while they're pregnant. That is not, no, this is not what Boy Mama Podcast is about. (laughs) Just common sense, right? Just realize that you are pregnant. So a little small fraction of whatever you ingest and consume and do while you're pregnant does go to your child and just be mindful at the end of the day just be mindful be mindful and take care of yourself because so often people get so caught up in the pregnancy part and thinking about the baby that they forget about the person who's actually growing the baby and that if you're not well if you're not mentally capable if you're not spiritually there if you don't feel fulfilled then your baby's gonna feel that and so it's important for you to take care of yourself too because a happy mama makes a happy baby. And that's it. That's all. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in and kicking it with me and talking about this shit. <laughs> if you have any questions or stories you'd like me to share here on the show, send me an email at bluntblindmama at gmail.com. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and like Blunt Blind Mama on Facebook. Did you enjoy the episode? I hope you did. Did you like it? Did you really, really like it? <laughs> If you did, then please share it with a friend who you think would like it too, because sharing is caring. I also love reviews from you guys to drop me a line, tell me what you think of this podcast, what you think of Blunt Blunt Mama. And thank you for listening to the Blunt Blunt Mama podcast. Until next time, stay lifted. Don't get too twisted. (laughs) Peace.